With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cyclone Fanatic Sunday night podcast recording on a Monday this week due to some family situation. Nothing bad. Bloom just needed. I don't know. I'm a- Wife you, had a work yeah, function. A work you needed function. your Sunday night. I and I said, Sunday "Hey, we'll night? just uh, we'll do it on and we'll do it on summer. Monday." It's yeah. the summer. You guys don't care. You don't care. We are presented as always by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Check them out at MacDyne.com. M e c h d y n e dot com. I went up to Marshalltown on uh, last Friday. I had lunch with our good buddy Chris Clover, and uh, we will have a big announcement coming up here. Okay. In the next couple of weeks regarding the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We look forward to that. It is in association with our friends from MacDyne, the presenting sponsor of Williams & Bloom. They have been for years here on Cyclone Fanatic, and we look forward to continuing that relationship. With that, it is an all-mailbag edition of the pod. Let's get after it here on Monday, June the 5th. Had a really good idea. One of our Twitter listeners, yep. or one of our Twitter, our tweets. You in trouble for saying the word nanny on Twitter? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough break, man. Guy on Twitter says we need to get the uh, band to play Our Bros Boros from English this song, and then. They wanted me to be out there. Go bring in the horns. <laughs> Couldn't you see English like standing on one of the scoreboards? You know, like they do at the Super Bowl. Why? Well, let's make it happen. English is up there going, yeah. This is the moment when two contradictions come on. See it. Go stadium to stadium. Yeah, get the lights out. That is a good well, yeah. Could the band the band listens? I've huge, got a relationship with the band. Huge band guy. Can we get if they could learn this music, that would be epic. 
donated to the band from our friends at the foundation we, this year. We single, Forever True Day. We single-handedly got uh, that one song to play after a touchdown in the fall. One of our greater moments. It was probably the highlight of the career. Maybe the highlight of the football season, the, for sure. What's the song? It's the, uh, the the trumpet song. The trumpet song. Yeah, that guy with the trumpet. Yep. People know. All right. Not a lot going on. We, so I, I said, let's do a mailbag. We're a day late. We don't want to be a dollar short. We do have a... Um, I, it's been a really busy spring so far. Yeah. It, it has not been... I thought like when recruiting got done with basketball early, I was like, oh, this is going to be... This is going to be a breeze. It is. It has not been one. It's been probably the busiest May of, of my career. Uh, so hopefully June we kind of wind down and, and ramp up because July gets crazy with Big Twelve Media Days and and all that good stuff. Well, we're also making progress. Um, some of you have been asking about our road shows this year. We'll have that announcement by the end of the week. Uh, next Sunday we'll be able to tell you where we're going and when. And I also want to give a shout out to a new sponsor, Bloom, of the show here in the month of June. Uh, Hinterland, Iowa. Sam Summers, a guy who runs the show there, huge Iowa State guy. Uh, him and his, his brother's a listener, I awesome. know. Big, yeah. big Iowa State fans. And it blows me away that, that we have this thing in the middle of these like cornfields. St. Charles. And, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's such a cool event coming up on. August 4th through the 6th this year, Bon Iver. Yeah. Bon Iver? Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. You're a fan. Out of Wisconsin. Uh, Zach Bryan. I like Zach yeah, Bryan. he's I, good. I listened to some Zach good Bryan cow. today oh when God. I was riding around. Maggie Rogers, they are headlining the festival this year. Again, that is August 4th through the 6th, hinterlandiowa.com. For all the details on that, on all ages show, I didn't know this, but they actually have a kid corner. Uh, it's called Hinter Kids, where it's got air-conditioned tents, um, crafts for kids. Uh, they've even got like children entertainment there. So really cool. We appreciate our friends at Hinterland, Iowa, and Sam uh, Summers for sponsoring the podcast here in the month of June. Get your tickets for the shows on August 4th through the 6th. We decided to go with the mailbag edition of the pod. We don't do this very often and you got a nice response. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been awesome. First question for me is what's your favorite Bon Iver song? <sighs> I am not in that <laughs> I'm not in Honestly, that world. Sounds crazy. The 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 couple they did with Taylor Swift in the last couple of years, phenomenal. Great work. Maybe Taylor will come to St. Charles. Man, wouldn't that be something? Can Sam work on that? I mean, I don't think... Did you ever go when they did the River Ruckus? You weren't there. You did to to the Eric Church show? Nope. I remember you inviting me. Like, this guy's a big deal. Have you heard about that? Like, they they got booked when... They booked it when Church was, like, just a guy. Yeah. And then Chief came out, and he turned into, like, the biggest star in music there for, like, a whole year. And it's in Guthrie Center, Iowa. And, and they couldn't handle it. <laughs> like your phones didn't work. Oh, there was nowhere to drive. No infrastructure. You, you couldn't get a beer. You couldn't. You know, all the toilets are overflowing. Like it was completely unprepared for Eric Church. And yeah, I wonder. Well, if, I, I would Taylor, love to know. Taylor shows up. It was Sam. Like how they do that. Like I, I'm going to do a CW pod with him on Iowa Everywhere. 
uh, I, coming up here in the next couple it. weeks. Like, how do you know like how many porta potties to have? Like that type of stuff. Well, I watched, and then you get that wood the Woodstock thing that came out. Yeah. And everybody saw the disaster oh that thing. Gosh. Holy mackerel! Uh, no, so, I mean, no, I'm good. Good. That's awesome. I might. I haven't. I've never been. But I would honestly go pay to see Bonaparte. Matty Van Winkle was talking. I, I think Zach Bryan would be the one that I, I would really like to go see. Okay, let's let's go. Let's figure it out. All right, let's well, get a booth. Do I they know have a booth. They don't, they, do, they don't have booths. It's outdoors. Booths outdoors. Yeah. You get like a private. Sam did get me a booth. I got a VIP booth when DMX came to Woolies. <laughs> it was pretty epic. That was one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> Man, I, wow. That, that, that story just gets better with age. A lot of questions. We had several. I'll say several on the gambling situation at Iowa State. And I'll, honestly, six of them on, on the gambling situation. I'll let you take it because for this, I don't think there's a whole lot of new developments from even three weeks ago when we first talked about this. Um, from what I understand, everyone's just kind of waiting on the investigation. And until then, there's not a whole lot that can be done. Am, am I correct? Yeah. I, really, nothing's changed. And I was up in Ames today, uh, working on some stuff. And I I talked to a handful of people, and we're just in a waiting game. There's really nothing. I mean, our subscribers, like I feel like I've been all over this for for them as much as you can be. Iowa State has the names of the athletes, and everything else is in the hands of DCI. And you wait to see. DCI how, is a yeah. Department of Criminal Investigation in the state of Iowa. So nothing to do with the NCAA. Correct. So the process now is to see how much they bet, what they bet on. Then you take that and you report it to the NCAA. You self-report it. And then the NCAA comes back on. These are all judged individually. I have learned that. So because Iowa State reported them when they found out about it, this is not a deal where it's like, oh, well, the team can be on probation or anything. It's nothing like that. It's all about individual eligibility. So if one guy bet $5,000 on a college football game, his career is probably over. If one guy bet $30 on an NBA game, he may get a slap on the wrist. So it's that's where we're at. We don't know. Yeah. I And, and again, you, we've heard, I think everybody's, you hear rumors. I am, That's the last thing I'm going to do, though, is say a rumor on I'm not a public to. forum like this or even in the private no. message boards. Yeah, I'm not going to do and, it. And potentially ruin somebody's reputation. I, I mean, at, at some point, the news will come out. I'm actually surprised in a way that you haven't really heard much in the last three weeks. I mean, I assume people, but because but, but, there's nothing to say. Um, what has surprised me, though, and I, this is a little on the same subject, I am... Very surprised. This has not appeared in any other state in college athletics. And you got to ask yourself why. Yes, because I, I, from what I've learned, you know, I, any state could do this. Why did Iowa? <laughs> is there like a guy or a, a? Is there a certain person? Is like where did this? That was always my question. Like, why did they start poking around? Two, like, why is it so wide-ranging, and why is it just our state? So I think there's two frustration levels uh, up in Ames. It's, number one is, you all knew the rules. Why did you yeah, do this? It's okay, that's front and center. Self, that's number one. Yep. not. But then the second is, like, why 
why only Iowa and Iowa State? Mm-hmm. I think there, there's a legitimate question. There's like, why? Why didn't Northern Iowa get it? Why? Or any other state? Yeah. Like, what is no, going on? No, I know, on? but like, I've, I've heard that one. Yeah, like, why Northern Drake? From what I understand, DCI didn't go and place geofences around Northern Iowa. Yeah. So, which, whatever, it doesn't make any difference. But yeah, I mean, the SEC had a big deal about it last week at their meetings. Um, there's, there's a lot of moving parts with this, but to directly answer your question, we have no idea. So we just got to keep yeah, waiting. And I, and I was told by one person they were hoping to know by the end of May. Well, it's June okay, 5th. You're right. So, I, I mean, you can't do anything until the investigation is complete. No. Because, again, this is not an NCAA thing. And I know people are complaining about the NCAA. Complain about the NCAA yeah. here a little bit. Yeah, this isn't them. It's not them yet. Uh, this is this is entirely a criminal I'm, investigation. To be honest, too, like whatever happens with the NCAA, I'm kind of just like whatever because the guy's – I think it's all male student athletes, from unless there's a female track athlete. I believe it's going right. off of the release. Yep, um, they knew not to do it, and they did it. So, like whatever the NCAA does to me, it's like take it because you you're guilty. The yeah, you're frustration for me it. is more on the DCI level, and again, it's not even that. They did their job. Maybe they had job. like a sweet tip, and they had to go after yeah. it. Maybe that was truly it. It certainly doesn't feel like that to me, especially when the gaming commission's out saying we don't see irregularities. Like this seemed like a, to use Kevin Dresser's words, a bit of a witch hunt. His words, not mine. That's what it feels like here. But again, we don't have all the information, so that's yeah. where we're at. And it's and there's just one way to not be involved: is don't do it. Don't, in the first don't do it. You and, know you're not supposed to do it. But here we are. And it, it, and it it it's going to have an impact on the football season. So it's we have going to. a lot of questions about what does this mean for the football season, and it's going to have an impact. We just really don't know to what degree yet. Is it is it full year suspension? Is it partial? Like, nobody knows that because nobody knows what the parameters are. And so to make a guess would just kind of be silly at this point. But I, you have to think news will come before football season, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't just not have this news before football season. However, at the same time, you never heard about the Iowa baseball players either, and their season's now over. Mm-hmm. And that thing, that was, what, four weeks? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, never really talked about it, but they didn't play those baseball players. So I don't know. Baseball, if if it's a good chunk of Iowa State football players, and I, I feel like the, it will be newsworthy if it's, you know, the revenue sport compared to Iowa baseball. True. Even though I, from what I've gathered, Iowa baseball seems to be the most guilty party in all of this. But we all know how the media works. It's not, and, and you know, and whatever happens with Iowa, I don't know about Iowa football. I have no clue. Yep. That's why I'm not Same. commenting on them. Same. Maybe it's worse than I, I, I don't know. So to be, it, something will happen eventually. But for now, uh, that's, that's about all that we can share on that end. Uh, our guy Brant wants to know when we're going to get the pod with Ellie at Larry Stacey. It's going to happen. We're making progress. You are, uh, yeah. Because I mean, some, listen, I I've been there. I've been tabbed as like a Larry hater, and it it kind of offends no. me because I'm not. You know that. No, I'm I not a Larry not. hater. Nope. We're, but we're gonna, I'm I'm the critical thinker here. That's got to challenge you people. We're gonna get this done again. Lifelong goal. Gonna figure it out. Uh, okay, here we go. This is a good one. This will this will be a good discussion point. Back to football real quick, and then we got some other Iowa State-related things. This is Big 12-related. From our guy, Alex Gookin. 
Best value, worst value, and dark horse pick for the Big 12 this year. And I have the odds. Okay. From This is from DraftKings that he posted. Here are the odds to win the Big 12 conference. At plus 120 is Texas. Clear favorite. Uh, second odds are Oklahoma at plus 350. Then K-State is third at 450. Texas Tech is fourth at 12 to 1. That surprises me. Uh, Baylor is 16 to 1. TCU also at 16 to 1. Kansas is 35 to 1. UCF is 40 to 1. Oklahoma State at 50 to 1. Iowa State comes in next at 60 to 1. Cincinnati and BYU at 80 to 1. West Virginia at 100 to 1. And Houston also at 100 to 1. So with those odds, best value, worst the, value. The worst value to me, there's three teams. It's Texas Tech at fourth. I agree. I was surprised by 12 to 1 for them. No, thank you. I mean, so they're, them and Kansas popped to me the most. Agreed. Because like they were, they both overachieved last year. We've learned as Cyclone fans over the years that it's one thing to overachieve that first year, yeah, but when do everybody again? doesn't think you're a slapdick the yep. next year, <laughs> then it's a lot harder. Right. Uh, and then the other one is UCF. Like, I, it, I'll, I'll go to my grave. It's just not – I'm not, I'm going to be low on these four new teams for a while because it's just such a big jump, especially this year with Texas and Oklahoma still in the league, to mm-hmm. go from – the American was a good league. Like, we all watched American football. Like, it's it's fun. But, I mean, Cincinnati is like a shell of what it was without Fickle. Yeah. Yep. And UCF has got a good coach. But, again, like the pounding that they're going to get week to week, they've never faced this before. BYU, and I mean. 80 to 1s. Yeah. Those are the three for me. Tech, though, is probably the more the most overrated team there. What about best value? Um, can you give them to me one more time, yep. the, the bottom? Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, Houston are last at 100 to one. BYU, Cincinnati at 80 to one. Iowa State's no. at 60 to one. Oklahoma no. State's at 50 to one. UCF 40. K- Kansas 35. TCU at 16. <sighs> Baylor at 16. Jesus. I think you got to go TCU, right? What am I missing with them? I know they lost a bunch. Yeah, you're right. They lost a bunch. Or but a, you, you, sixteen to one you make, to win the conference. Can't you just say Baylor too? Yes, I would, the I would, and the way that they recruit. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. And, and I and I like these teams though, Brent. That like Aranda's got a great program. He they always are good, right? Like they weren't that far off last year. No, they had a disappointing year. I like sure. these teams that were disappointed a year ago, and then like, yeah, I, I would say those two. And then he, I would. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State at fifty to one. Yeah, I I personally think. Do you remember when I sold all my stock sold, in yeah, Patterson? Yeah, I've, I've you sold were out all of the my. Game. You're I've, out of Gundy. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm so, okay. I've sold my stock on Gundy. Think he's over. Um, but you're right. Like traditionally, they're one of the best teams in the league. At fifty to one, honestly, if it weren't for the gambling thing, like I would even maybe I, throw Iowa State. I just don't know enough now. Like, that's I, what's, I, I just I want to wait and see. That's I think. A lot of people ask expectations for football, and it's it really unfortunately is the gambling thing is kind of hovering over everybody right now. It's like I think everybody came out of spring with you know excited, not the hype of the last couple of years or anything, yeah, but generally excited with the direction of the new faces and everything. Now it's like I don't know because mm-hmm. like, you don't know 
what this the is, punishment's going to be, and it's I, going to signif- significantly impact things, or it may not. I don't yeah. know. And like, it does just, feel, though, that Campbell's in a really good mental spot right now, being around him a little bit. Like, I think that I think that he's very confident in the long-term trajectory of the program. I don't know if you get that feeling. I certainly do. But to totally. for this immediate year, until I know more, I'm going to keep my thoughts and opinions on Iowa State somewhat close to the vest because it's going to impact a lot. Yep, for sure. And I would, the, the on Iowa State, I, you know, I think this staff, and it seems to me being up there, they're going to be, they're a lot better when the expectations aren't high. And it's like, nobody believes in us. I, we can figure it out. I told a friend I, today. I think Matt is going to embrace, even with the, the, the gambling stuff, whatever happens, they will embrace the, okay, you know, doubt us, doubt us if you want to type of mentality. I told a friend today that um, this is going to be a real challenge for the basketball staff this year because it they've is. been, they've been know, the underdog the last two years and completely exceeded expectations. And we don't have any talent, but we play hard and we play together. Well, now you've got these five star guys and like, but they're raw. Are they going to buy right? Like. This is a hard year for them as a coaching. This is going to be TJ's hardest coaching job by far. Because they could play really well and like internally meet all expectations and maybe exceed them. But to some of the loud people on the outside, I mean, hell, with those rosters the last two years, they were getting griped at, right? Mm -hmm. About the offense and stuff. Mm -hmm. Even though they were specifically not even playing that to that style, right? Like they, they they were trying to win ugly and it was pissing people off. Go out there with them boys, and actually a bench. Yeah, a bench. And playing time gets a lot harder when you have a bench. It goes back to our conversation from last week. Good conversation on the forums about that. It's why I think long term in this new league, I think football is in a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm excited for Campbell this year. I think it's, I it's this is this is kind of his time to shine. Like when you when you're. When your program is built on culture and going up the rough side of the mountain, well, this is going to be a pretty rough side of the mountain, I think, from expectation wise. And it's it's they're gonna they're gonna try and prove everybody wrong. Guy who fought up the rough rough side of the mountain just because he's so ugly. I'm kidding, Colin Newell. <laughs> my my guy, Colin Newell. Colin was part of the the. You know, we need to have we're, we're getting Colin on a podcast. You yeah, know that we need to do that You're because right. I think he was part of that growth. No, um, he, he, you, no doubt like he was. 100%. Of, he was one of those guys who was like a good high school player, but then he, he was the three-star guy you turned into a five. And it was that belief and that right. leadership, and he was he was one of them that, that yeah. got Iowa State to the top. And now the question for Iowa State was the last couple of years is, and Matt has said it, they didn't handle they – they, they, they've handled adversity okay. They have not handled success well necessarily. And now – it, the, the, the coin has flipped the other way. Well, Colin Newell, you can um, check him out. This is the easiest way to find him. Um, if you go to just Google Colin Newell Farm Bureau and his Farm Bureau Financial Services page is going to pull right up. It's got all of his contact information. Uh, Bloom is saving hundreds of dollars per year as are dozens of Cyclone fanatics right now have reached out to Colin. Every one of you reaches out to Colin. He makes a donation to the We Will Collective. So I, uh, I'm doing a little home home renovation project at the house, mm-hmm. and uh, had to do a little, little home equity line of credit thing. Mm-hmm. Colin 
was part of the conversation. Didn't even I didn't even have to ask him. He just do, he's got it taken care of with my. Uh, you can get home my, equity loans through. No, call. no, no. But he's the, the mortgage lender had to work with your insurance oh, guy to yeah. make sure. I didn't even know about it. Colin just took care of it. Look at this guy. Yeah, just took care of it. You're cashing in on that that bond or rent buy. <laughs> skyrocketing houses oh my gosh jeez the it's 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 wild the assessor i can't afford to move no neither can i well it's like i get a lot of money on my house but it's like god like where are you gonna go find a freaking three-bedroom house somewhere which you know like we had i I don't know i I couldn't afford it yep so we're just gonna we're just doing a little i'm staying here little sunroom we're doing a little sunroom action little little deck when is that gonna be done uh hopefully by football season that's cool yeah is my guy doing it my guy's doing it, right? Yeah. 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 Bottom rent. Yeah. Yep. Good it's, stuff. It's, yeah. So anyway, Colin. Colin's the best. Yeah. No give, it, give him a call. Appreciate him. Uh, okay. Here we go. Who do we got? S- similar question on the Big 12 situation. <sighs> Who are you picking to win the Big 12 this year in football? This is from Logan. His suggestions, Texas, TCU, K-State, or Iowa State. Thank, thank you for your optimism, Logan. Uh, I hate it, but I'm picking Texas. Really? I don't like any of the teams, honest. I don't think any of them are going to the playoff. I'm not. Kansas State's not doing it two years in a row. I don't believe in Venables in Oklahoma. I agree. That, I agree with that. I think TCU is fine, but I think that they like they're you know, young. Yeah, like there's holes in all of these teams. I don't like any of them. Texas is clearly the most talented this year, and I don't like them because they always underachieve. Yep. And I don't like their culture, and I don't like their coach. I don't like any of these teams this year. So they're the most talented. Um, if you're making me pick one, that's probably where I would go right now. But, I mean, do you really love Kansas State? Like, who would you pick? Like, what are the chances that Kansas State wins it two years in a row? Right. When Deuce I is want, gone. Give me Baylor. Okay. 16 I don't know. to 1. I, I, can who I be they? real honest with hey. our audience? I haven't really done a ton of prep for football yet, so I'm, I'm spewing well, here. Well, clearly – well, the way the Vegas odds are, it's they, it's Texas and then everybody else. That's why I'm taking Texas. So, I that's fine. I think that's. I don't like Venables. He's going to get fired. He will not be their head coach in two years. I think I agree. And I don't think Sarkeesian will be either. I think I agree with that. All right, next question. I know this is football, but Iowa State base. Any new takes, or excuse me, any t- this is from Lee. Any takes on the new donor lots, opening times, and layout? Did you see this news? This happened last week. No. Let's look it up because, again, the donor, the Iowa State parking lot situation is changing. All because my mom and dad are not happy. There's a lot of unhappy people. (laughs) You want to, if you want a way to piss off an Iowa State fan, start messing their parking and their tailgating. I understand that. Yeah. But also, Sightown can't build itself magically. Like you had to do some stuff. But with that, they're also changing the tailgating times. What are you talking about? Which I believe, so it used to be... Six hours. Six hours. Now it's, I think it's five hours before the game. Why in the world would they do that? I'm not sure. And that's why I would like, I think it'd be worthwhile to investigate with the people up there. Get do a podcast, well, do a I, chat with Jamie, figure I have, it out. I have been in communication with Director Pollard okay. about doing it. A podcast. I think that would but be I, val- I because there's got to be a reason for it. So, in Lee, Lee's very smart and he's right. Um, his suggestion is seems like the time change is to help sell out the RV Village lot, which is a smart upsell move. If so, and I th- I absolutely think that's a part of it because if you were in the RV Village lot, 
they had two rows of spaces available in the RV village. If it's because of that, can I poke a hole in this? And no, I agree with you, Lee, and you and Lee. That seems smart. It seems smart. That, to me, that would be a miss. That would be a miss. And I would tell you this okay. be, because this is one of the times where you've got to think of the whole bigger than the elite few. And the what is the one thing that Iowa State has been able to hang its hat on for 50 years? Tailgating. Don't screw with it. Okay. That's it. Well, it's the same thing as like letting people go out and drink at halftime. Like, should we let them do that? Gotta, no. It's got, terrible for the kickoff in the second half. But it's like, listen, you it people really, really like it. How early is too early, though? I think six hours is perfect. But even... I mean, look at it. Five hours, okay. Um, spirit walks, what? Two, two and a half. I don't know. But I would also point out, people are having to walk further than ever. True. For tailgating, you can't just... Right? Because th- this is the one complaint I'm getting from a lot of people. And I understand this, but I, I also really understand Iowa State side. Um, that they have to raise money. like And, and they, they have, have to, to have pay for the help in yes, the parking lots, too. They have to have all this stuff. Correct. So That's I, not I, free. This isn't even a critique of Iowa State, but the 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 complaint I'm getting from a lot of people. In fact, I was at karate with Cami tonight and was talking with a nice lady about this. Is like in your families and your group of friends, everybody's at different donation levels. So like the days of like, oh well, we're all in G five or like mm-hmm. those days are kind of gone. So it takes a lot more moving around. It's harder. Tailgating yeah. was harder last year. Yes, and it's. For good reason. Yeah. Like, I get it. You have to raise prices. You have to fundraise. I understand Iowa State's deal. But I, it, if, and we're completely speculating here based yes. on the tweet. Based on the tweet and if it's they a reasonable would, assumption. If they would cut off an hour of tailgating for 75,000 people all to sell out three rows in the RV village. Fair. That's a miss. I, I, I think it's maybe less the upsell and more of the staffing issues with the parking lot attendance. Because how, I mean... To me, like this, to me, though, again, this screams miss, Brent. You're looking at a year where, okay, the win-loss totals at five and a half. If there's some key guys gone, could be below. You got to make it a... I mean, you got to make it fun. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I, I'll ask. The, they're, the great thing about covering Iowa State is they'll tell you. And Jamie will be 100%. <laughs> I totally agree. And he'll tell us why we're because wrong here. The, well, the, so. other, and the other thing is, and yeah. yeah, I apologize, Jamie, if we're wrong. I, I think it'd be interesting to get get his perspective. But uh, Lee points out that the Vet Med lot is now a donor lot and not a public RV lot. Really? Yeah. Because they had to rearrange. So, yeah, they're trying to get more of those RVs over there. It just seems that way. Oh, that's a shame. I used so to you love. You can't change. You can't. It's it's going to be harder for people to take their RV. The vet med lot back in the day on Friday night. That's where the party's at. Yeah, and that's now you can't park there on Fridays, from what I understand. How did I miss all that? I don't know. How did you miss all that? Controversial. <sighs> well, I was gone all day Friday. I was up in Mechdyne, To be honest with you, that's <laughs> well, where the I was. Site, that's well, where it's I was. all. It's all. The side town thing is a big piece of it, right? Because they had to... Yeah, it's, it's a puzzle, they right? They had to rearrange yeah. some of the deck chairs to figure out how where we're going to put stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's like that's the sacrifice for having this forward-thinking initiative of side town. That's my thing is, listen, I tailgating is what makes Iowa State. I agree. I don't want to mess with it. But I also know 
And ultimately, you can go to St. Charles and go to Hinterland and party. You know, if you want a competitive football and basketball team, you need the resources through fundraising to do it. And yeah, so it's I, like you got you can't you can't you can't have it both ways. They've had the like money, some money, of the best tailgating in the country for fifty years with a shitty team. Don't screw do you, with it now. Yeah, but is it maybe because you've you've been shitty because you, you <laughs> cared about you're the tailgating? Car- you're caring too much about the tailgating, <laughs> not enough about resources yeah. for the actual competition. Maybe chicken or the egg, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I get it. No, and how much? Here's the thing. And I'll it, never forget this one moment. This was a seminal moment in my life as an Iowa Stater. It was the 2005 game at Kansas. Okay. Remember yep. that? You win, you I, go to the I, Big 12 I championship. Was I was on the sideline. Yep. Yeah, and I I already had my tickets. Um, there was a group of us. Um, some of my guys didn't. And we're walking up to Scalpers. And we were expecting them to sell us tickets for like $5. These Scalpers yep. there. Yep. And this guy looked at us and told us to F off. He goes, Iowa State fans are the cheapest mother effers in the world. <laughs> That's not how it works outside of Ames. And the guy, like, cussed us out. Really? Holy cow. And said, he goes, I hate it when Iowa State comes here because all you people are cheap and you'll never pay anything for a ticket. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. That's it's, so I, but, but I get it, though, because anytime Iowa State, it's like, oh, we just went to the Fiesta Bowl and won. We're going to raise ticket prices. All my friends and family are bitching at me. Ah, now I got to pay $300 for season. Dude, it's really cheap here compared to everywhere else. Does that make it right? No, I, don't I don't know. But I don't the, know. I don't like, That's the price. It's why I'm podcasting with you in my basement. I, I don't have a clue. That's fair. Yeah. But I am saying after 20 years of doing this, I feel like Iowa State fans do have a bit of a reputation. Oh, absolutely. And the best part of, man, there's so many... We like to party, man. The great memories are of tailgating. Like, that's what you'll remember. Yeah. I understand Don't screw that. with it. But you can also have a beer in your driveway. Like, ultimately, you need the team to win or else nobody's going to care. So, I don't know. There's a happy medium. I'm not I'm not losing sleep over an hour at 5 in the morning. In fact, we'll get a lot more compared sleep. to 6 in the morning, right? Uh, anyway, I, keep 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 you guys keep the Ted Flints of the world from knocking on my camper door. Right. Drunk at seven a.m. Hey, William. Williams, where are you? Hey, we're doing we're shots, at, Cody Road, Tip Top. Hey, Wait, hey, do, do you do you like BYU at plus ten and a half today? <laughs> Should I bet on that before the before the U.S. cellular towers are completely <laughs> overwhelmed? Should I bet on that? Should I bet uh, on the Iowa under? It's a good Ted Flynn impression. That really good question, though, Lee. I I would love. I'll ask Jamie. Answer. That'd be interesting. Again, the thing I love about covering Iowa State is they'll just they'll tell, tell you. you. They don't care. Absolutely. If they'll be like, "Hey, we've done this. We've thought everything out. We thought it through two years ago. You're just getting on it now." now. Yeah, he'll say you relate to the party. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, here we go. What do we else do we have? Oh, another tailgating-related question from Michael. Will Sidetown restaurant bars be more busy before football games or basketball games? And explain your logic. Michael thinks basketball, which is an interesting thought. I get what he's saying here because people don't tailgate before basketball. He's thinking this will become a tradition for some people. And he's probably right. I will disagree, though, and just say that the bulk of people that come to football compared to basketball will be enormous. It's an enormous difference, especially when it starts to get chilly. Oh, well, we're not, we don't need to do our tailgate today. We'll just uh, do the brewery that's here, you know, and it will be interesting. Like, can you just show up at one of those places at 6 a.m. and keep your table until 11 o'clock? Fair question. How does that work? How does it, how, how does it work at Vikings games? Well, and, Professional games. I've I've experienced this before. They don't. I mean, the Chiefs uh, have tailgating, that, but they're about it, they're it, rare. You know, at a Vikings game, like people just they generally pull the chairs out, so it's like standing room around. Oh, so you can't sit at a down. lot of these places. Now, some of them you can. It depends on how far you go away from U.S. Bank. Sometimes I've experienced this before. If you have a really good table, let's say it's a Thursday night football game or a Monday night football game or whatever. Because, like, the 12 o'clock games, you don't get a lot of it. Like, there's a lot of people show up at 10, and they're going to have a few beers, yeah, and they're, they're going to the stadium. Yep. But those later ones are the 3 o'clock kick. I've experienced where people will come up and give you cash for your table. Interesting. Yeah. They'll say, hey, I'll give you $100, and I'll pay your tab if we can have your table right now. I've experienced that multiple times. And I eat because, I mean... I can't imagine they're going to have that many restaurants in Town. Like, I think people no. think that it's going to be like 15 different. No. That's not how it's this not. thing's going to be set up. It's going to be like a Walgreens. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, here's a, here's, here's a McFarland clinic. Yeah. Here's an Iowa clinic. Like, you know, that's the type of, oh, here's the eye doctor. We've got a veterinarian. There, there will be breweries, yeah. bars, restaurants. But it's going to be like a Maybe handful. I don't think it's going to be like. No, it's not going to be power and light the, with bar to yeah. bar, wall to wall bar. The Pollard and Light District thing is like not accurate. It's more of a it's business. A, it's a gathering place. Now, yeah. the thing that people aren't thinking about here in this conversation, I would guess, well, I'm not guessing, you can walk around with a beer in there. Oh, you better be able to. And they'll the, probably the have a giant TV. Stuff is going to be great. Yeah, they're probably going to be a giant TV there with the stage. Yes. So that's, like, that's where people aren't. You're, you're dead on. Yeah, they're not going to want to just be sitting in these restaurants. They're going to be mingling with friends and stuff like that. If they can figure it out, and I don't know what the rules are, but a lot like Power and Light where you can you can take your beer, 
You can walk around or like Fremont Street in Vegas. Like that would be huge. So the, the, you got to be able to do that. You right? have to be able yeah. to. I mean, you could do it now in the parking That's lot. That's true. It's in the like. How is this yeah, going to be? It's not going to be any different. different. I would guess that they're going to have like beer stands where you just walk up and okay, I'm going to go and it's like I was just at the races this week and I had to go and get yeah. my wristband. Yeah. Oh, now I can buy a That's, beer. See. Well, that I can go buy an exile beer be, from these guys over here. You're not going to buy an exile beer. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Jeez. Yeah, no, come ex- on, man. <laughs> you know better. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think it could. Uh, it's going to be unique. I'm, I'm hilarious. <laughs> I don't gonna, care who you are. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's funny, right? Now. Uh, it's going to be. Cr- I think it'll be really interesting how that all. It's going to create another, a different. Again, I, I'm different telling you guys, like whatever we're talking about here, Pollard's thought through this, like. Oh, I had lunch with Pollard like a year ago from now. And like, he was all over this stuff then. Like, just like, so this is not like anything that they haven't. Just considered. based on what a, the, the people that are involved in this, it's going to, it's going to be cool. I can't wait. Yeah. I think it's going to be I am, really weird. I am a hundred percent pro Town. Yes. I think it's brilliant. But that's, to me, here's the thing, C-Dub, is you can't be a hundred percent pro Town and then complain about the parking situation, the tailgating situation. Yeah. Yeah. You got to deal with it. Yeah. I get it's it. It's like, that's the cost of. I just think it's a miss to do the timing thing. Like, let the people tailgate as long as they want, reasonably. <laughs> Six hours is fine. Like, I'm not saying they need to go longer, but you've trained these people over the years. So now anything less, less than that, than, like, and they lose their minds. Yeah. You let, you're let them go. My parking spot. Just let them go for six hours. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Some realignment questions. Oh, God. Let's see. Let's find the best. By the way, if you hear a question. dog, for some reason, my dog is just panting. It's like he's going to have a heart attack. He must be outside running around with the girls, and he's inside now. If you like, you could probably hear him in the background. So here's here's a realignment question. Okay, find the I, there's a, there's a couple here. I need to find the best one. Uh, are you excited about Colorado joining the Big Twelve? Yes or no? What about Arizona State? And another one more direct is: What do you think is going to happen in realignment? Give us your honest assessment and when. Well, I I do think that some of those Pac-12 schools will eventually come over. I don't think it's a slam dunk that it's like now. I really don't. Really? Yeah. I, I, okay. I mean, I, I would put, I would say 70%. This summer? Yeah. That at least Colorado. Um, I, I I personally think your mark is screwing with them with all this UConn and Gonzaga talk. I think he's trying to show them, hey, we're going to move on without with or without yeah. you. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's like you can take Take Colorado, take um, San Diego State, take UConn, and then you find Memphis or whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing four out there. So I, I don't think you have to have those four. Uh, I think that that's what they want for sure. Colorado excites me only that there's like relevancy there because of the history. Like I would much rather have them than San Diego State, right? Like because yes. it's like. Oh, we played them forever, and There's, like, yeah, their tornado game. Correct. Yeah, bring it back. There's history there. We need more of that in college football. I don't think Dion will be there for very long. He's either going to do really well and win, and going to go coach at Florida State or somewhere like that, or I think he personally could flame out and be a total disaster. I think it's very possible that that could happen. Like this guy's never lost at anything in his life. They're projected to win two games this year. That's crazy. So, you know, how does that go? Like, I don't think it's just a shoe in. The, so I'm not really 
the Dion thing doesn't really phase me either way. I like it because of the tradition. I think it's a good road trip. Easy road trip. Yeah. Direct flight. I think it makes sense because of the rivalries. You know, you get a little more of a traveling partner there for BYU. So I'm all for Colorado if they can get that pulled off. I really don't want... Um, I feel like Utah is just going to be a giant pain in the ass. Now, having said that, it'd be great to have the Holy War in the Big 12. Yeah. Have that be a Big 12 rival. If Utah could like come in with a positive attitude, I'd be okay. Yeah, but, and, it, and it's okay to dislike somebody in the conference, too. Yeah, that can, that's true. That can, that can be fun. I'll say this. I get why these schools haven't done it yet. They want to see what they're going to get as far as an offer yeah. goes. And then when is that going to come, though? That's a good question. Just like what, that deadline has to be in the next six weeks, doesn't they it? They keep moving it back. Well, that's the question. Is like that. There's there's a small there note a deadline for when the TV contract needs to get done. Small note that nothing in it, nothing was said today in the Big Apple event as far as sports oh, rights and yeah, like. And I true. did keep a little bit of an eye on that. I didn't expect like an announcement or anything. But it certainly didn't seem like something that they were ready to heavily invest in. The, the, where I think it's fascinating is I do think Colorado is the first puzzle piece here. I do too. And then how does everybody else react? Right. Yeah. Do 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 you double down and join them, or do you you know do you do the do you pull the old Big Twelve move and just you know quickly quickly add to save? Face? I just think it's super clear that none of these schools are like itching to get into the Big Twelve. Otherwise, it would have happened by now. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean it won't eventually happen. And if they get a bad valuation that comes in, like. I don't know why Arizona and Colorado would stay. It doesn't make any sense to me. With the two big dogs in L.A. gone, and you know the other ones want out, like I'm not waiting around for the Big 12 to go add UConn and whoever else and get to 16 and be done. And then I'm going to the Mountain West. We have to learn something in the next month, right? Six weeks. I, I would, yes. It's got, it's got to be. I know. I keep. We said that for a while. Okay. Good. Yes. A lot of good realignment questions. Uh, somebody said, "Are Dion and Coach Campbell the most opposite coaches in college football?" Yes. Uh, maybe. Actually, I would probably say Dion and Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> but Campbell is so like I, he he just reminds me of Kirk Ferentz in a lot of ways, not the bad ways, but you know. I've always, I've been saying that for seven years. So, yeah, and he, you know what? I he's going to be interesting. Say what you want about Dion, he's an interesting. He character. makes it more interesting. No doubt. At the doubt. end of the day, I I was talking to a group the other day. I said, ultimately, college athletics is a TV show. You think about it. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. It's a reality show. It's just it's just a reality show. So the more interesting characters, the better. GravitateCoworking.com. Want you guys to go and check them out. Get the hell out of your office. You don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Start co-working. You can work with cool people, tech people here in the great city of Des Moines. They've got co-working locations all over the state. You can read about them at gravitatecoworking.com. Shout out to our friend Jeff Wood. Also, our friends from Wiffles Hybrids. I uh, was with farmers on Sunday talking about planting. There's a few guys still out there in the fields, but it's been a very good planting season. Got some rain. It's this been week? a very good point. And now it's it was dry. It's been dry yep. for for much of the state, but they got most of the crops in. In my travels down to Southwest Iowa over the weekend, went down, took the girls dirt track racing down at the Adams County Speedway in Corning. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Um, saw me a lot of Wiffles hybrid signs, and I would guess that um, with that facility they're building 
up in Ames, they're just going to get bigger. Like this doesn't feel like the, this doesn't feel like, um, you know, Mike Gundy where it's at the, at the end. You're of the buying, road. I'm buying my Wiffle Wiffles. stock. Even I'm buying private. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you we, could, if you Wiffles be, went public, I would go I would, all in. I would buy the hell out of that. Move stuff. my entire 401k to Wiffles hybrids. How's that for a advertisement? I mean, you can't get any better than that. So faux TJ Otzeberger wants to know, Maybe it's actually the actual TJ. I don't know. His question is, who's going to lead the men's basketball team in scoring next year? This is a fact, fantastic question. What do you think, Chris Williams? I need to look at the roster. Ultimate Iowa State insider. Who leads the Cyclones in scoring? Because you've, <laughs> lo- you've lost Gabe and Jaron Holmes. I- am I getting older? Is it just hard to keep these rosters in check every week? Or every, <laughs> every week? Well, it's pretty much every week. No, I mean, when the, there has been a lot of movement in college. In the hell, what, come on, guys. We need to get this roster updated. Are we not updated yet? No, they don't have the new one. Oh, on no. We got Eli King on the roster still. Um. Okay, give me a list of the guys who came in. We've got Jackson Pavletsky from Wofford. We he's going to be up there, but he won't lead the I, Will he? He's, he's, a, he's a candidate. Yeah, he would be up there. You have Keyshawn Gilbert from UNLV. You have Omaha Baloo. He won't lead him in school. You have Milan Momsilovich. You have Trey King. Maybe a big year for Trey King. Taman Lipsy probably won't lead the team in scoring, but you never know. He's going to get to have the ball a lot. You have... Let's see, who am I missing here? The kid from Buffalo. Buffalo, yep. Curtis Jones. Average 16, 17 points... In the MAC, opportunity for growth there. Demarion Watson still in the squad. Yeah. Big Rob Energy. Man, maybe it's Pavletsky. I think I'm going with Gilbert. I'm a I'm a card carrying member of the Keyshawn Gilbert fan club. I think that kid is under undervalued nationally. For what about Momsilovich? Good. In Momsilovich is a sneaky pick. Now he probably won't start right away, but that guy can absolutely score. I mean, he's, he's, I'm telling you guys, he's, he's like a light version of George Niang, like literally lighter, like skinnier than George Niang, but he can, he can score from everywhere. And then Omaha is going to have enough dunks and everything else. He's going to, he's going to get double figures without much of an effort. And I, I think C-Dub, I think we're under as a fan base, we are undervaluing how good he can be as a scorer too. Everybody knows he's going to play hard. He's going to defend. He's going to rebound. But he has added some skill to his game. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's Omaha either. I know that's a lot for a freshman for both him and Momsilovich, but man, I, I think that I think the world of that guy. I don't know. I'm go, I'm gonna go Gilbert. I'm going Gilbert here on June fifth. That's my bet. Oh TJ Altsberger. Give me Pavletsky. Okay, you got Pavletsky. I don't, I'm not I'm not crazy about any of these. Gilbert's a little too inconsistent for me, what we saw at the end of last year at UNLV. I'd like to see him in a new you know, in a new yep. spot. I think he has the upside to do it for sure. I think Pavletsky is more of the consistent player at this point. I think he'll get the most shots up based on position. I think that's fair. So, but I, I'm not crazy about any of these. And It's interesting, yeah, because you don't really have a... You, you know, you even throw Taman around just a little yep. bit. I don't and think Trey, he's going to. Trey Trey's going to have a big bump. Yeah, Trey's going to have a really... I think he's going to have a sizable I mean, bump. I think Omaha is going to average 10. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, sure. you know, so like he's going to be there. He will be in that conversation. But I think he, he's going to shoot enough. I don't know. Who's taking the shot at the end of the shot clock? That's where I go Gilbert. Yeah, I know you're right. Go. I would take Gilbert. 
I would take Gilbert in that sense. Yep. It's going to be a fun team. But you're right. The expectations are going to be super interesting for that group because it's different. You start bringing in McDonald's All-Americans and had a really good transfer portal season. You're going to be near top 25 preseason voting, and it's just going to be different. This is like an exciting season. year, but it's just like for a coach. I was telling those guys, I'm yeah, like, you know, because everybody, you can, you can go like 10 and 8 in the Big 12, and people will be like, oh. Yeah, I thought we had. Yeah, it's, it's you can't do the us versus, versus the world stuff anymore either. No. I think that's most of the good I'm, questions. I was working today on, um, on the, I keep referencing the book. But the BYU game from 2013. Oh, so last question. Somebody had a good question on this. Hold on. On that game? Yeah, like randomly. That's hilarious. I haven't read these. Uh, Gosh, sorry. There's so many good questions. I've got to scroll here. There's got to be a better better system, Twitter. Come on, Elon. Figure it out. Okay. Elon took it on the chin this quarter at Twitter. I was reading about it today. Their revenue is down 57% at Twitter. But he fired like 90% of the staff. Or revenue. I don't know what they're. I mean, yeah. Fire ninety percent of the staff. Once your profit, then be better because your revenue is only on fifty-seven. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Good what, question. Maybe that. What, maybe that's the case. I, what's your favorite memory of Iowa State against one of the new Big Twelve teams? Carter says mine's the the thirteen fourteen win at BYU. Some epic stories from that game. Uh, and he said, and a Cyclone W. I don't want to give. Picture <laughs> of Eric I don't Micah give, getting gouged. I don't want to give too much away from this chapter, so I'll just keep it to my own personal experience from that game. Were you at our bench warmers game watch that night? I was. That was electric. Oh my god, that was old school. Like back back in uh, the that was the best game watch we've ever had. I think electric because it was later. It was a later night. Yeah, it we was. We were all awesome. feeling. We were all pretty tuned up. And it, and like you was because you remember that game. A lot of points came right after that Michigan game. Where or yes. So, like, everybody was amped because we're all of a sudden, oh, this team could be pretty, pretty good. good. Melvin came back from the injury. And BYU had some expectations. Yep. And yeah. The, Matt I mean, Thomas okay, had so a big game, I don't I think right. there's a lot of history with Central Florida. There is zero. Houston. Not really any. And then Cincinnati. There's just, a lot. So there's some history there. So, beat yeah. them in the uh, a round of 32 Alaska, basketball. Great Alaska shootout. Did not. Lost to them. Good, yeah, good memory. Played them, though. Played them, though. Lost, so... And then they played at Hilton that one year with Prome. Yep, and then Abdul Nader had a game-winning three in Cincinnati the year before. Yep. So they did have that home-and-home. Mick Cronin won the game in Ames Yep. um, against Prome and Monte. I wasn't at that game. That was a Thursday night football game, Vikings-Cowboys. I I chose to go to the Vikings game. That's right. Um, But no, the the memory I have against Cincinnati, probably my favorite, that in the BYU game, uh, Iowa State 97 beat Cincinnati as a six seed. Uh, Cincinnati was the three seed. The best player on Cincinnati was Danny Fortson. Remember Danny Fortson? I do remember him. So that was Clay Edwards, the hook. Mr. Hook with the hook shot. Danny Fortson, the game. did he Nuggets? I think he played for the Nuggets for a bit. Yep. Yeah, he was a high pick, but didn't do yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin Cato, Clay Edwards, great win. That BYU game is, is why I'm writing about it in the book. One of my favorite games in my Cyclone history. Well, and there's so many stories behind Daniel Dozy and the free throws at the end. Do you remember that? Because they were down like that. Oh, that's right. No, it's coming back to me. Thomas and Morris were out there as freshmen because Kane had gotten ejected. Yep, Adam's flipping off the crowd. Did he foul out? 
Yes. I think he fouled Flipped out. off the crowd. Yep. And there's like 20,000 people. They're there, insane. They're nuts. They are insane. Last question. Okay. And then no. Uh, you got time. Or, yeah. Of the new team. Okay, somebody somebody asked this, and it's also something I'm considering for a we will thing. What road trip would you want to take this football season? Provo. Can't drink there. You can't drink? You can't tailgate drink. You can, I'm sure they have establishments, but I, there's no tailgating from what I understand. You can't, can't drink a beer in the parking lot at a BYU game. Because I thought I had the same thought. It's like, okay. What's we're gonna, Athens, Ohio like? I've heard it's pretty cool. It's small. Like, I would rather go to that game because I know the weather's going to be good. Fair. And, and a pretty good chance of a win. Kind but, of a blah. To me, like the Cincinnati thing, like, I don't really care to go to, like, the, the city. Oh, but see, I think that that's that's the correct answer, though. It is? You want me to tell you why? Okay. You ready? To, I have ready friends to... who have told me they're going to go to that. So yeah. So we actually what keep, about keep your eyes on it. We're probably going to do a charter. Okay. To Cincinnati. That's kind of the. the I'll consensus. go. Do you want to go? Yeah. I just um, like I, like Cincinnati, Ohio, in October has never been like no, a bucket list thing for me. The here's why it's great. This I'm going to convince everybody here. The stadium is downtown. The campus is downtown. Yeah. You're. Basically, it's Kansas City with bars and restaurants, and everything's right there. And that's Your like hotel's a right there. Classic Iowa State takeover situation. Yes, exactly. Everything's right yeah. there. You don't have to. You don't have to fly into Salt Lake and. I understand. Drive an hour to Provo. Everything's right there. Your hotels, your bars. They have plenty. It's it's a big city. They have plenty of stuff. It's not going to Waco where there's only one hotel. Like everything's right there. Plus, it's a Big Twelve game and a new destination. And I've heard Cincinnati's a real good time. Okay. I don't know if the skyline should win that. I think Iowa State's favorite in that game right now if they're kicking off. Because you don't want to go to Norman because then you hear that godforsaken song. I don't want to do Norman anymore. I'm I'm over them in Texas. I don't want any piece of those those road trips. Yeah, so. Yeah, I I would, for me, I would go to Provo, though. Like, I I, I don't care. I do want to go to Provo. I genuinely don't care if I I can drink. I'm thinking of 150 Cyclone fans. Where would you want to go? I get it. It's easy. And That's easier. Easier. Especially if you're organizing a charter. Right. Because you just get a hotel right there and everybody can walk. Correct. Whenever they want. Yeah. So the look, charter. Out, look out for that, everybody. We're going to try and figure that out. If there's interest, let me know if that'd be something you'd be interested okay. in. Okay. Well, that was fun. We need to do these more often yeah. in the offseason. Again, I, I think we'll get, I hope, we'll get more clarity on the realignment and the Iowa State football situation here soon. But until then. A lot of speculation out there. We appreciate all of you guys listening. We appreciate all of our great sponsors. We appreciate English. We appreciate our friends at MacDi. Appreciate a lot. We'll have... Um, Three months. Hopefully we'll have a finalized roadshow schedule for you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll... It's going to be a little weird with vacations and stuff like that, but we'll make sure you have all of your normal programming. In the next couple of weeks, Three, he's Brent Bloom. Three months until football season. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, let's just... Let's not lose summer. Yeah, I don't want to lose summer. summer. (laughs) Just start. It's June 5th. I mean, come on. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Have a great week. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in meeting with Taylor.